Hey, hey, friend, we are here at this point where we've reached the further end of our summer break. I know some of you were like, "Uh uh-uh, let's pause and stop this episode. I don't want to listen to her say such things, but I'm saying that for a reason. So we've reached this point. Here we are in August and we are closer to the end of a summer break for our homeschool than we are at the beginning. And that's, that's okay. It's all right. It's just a shift in the time of the year. And I know that some of you, so when I say this, I know most of my listeners are here in the United States where I am, but I know that I have listeners from around the world, which is so amazing. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you are able to find also the encouragement that you need and to be able to homeschool in your country. And we'll just say that some of the countries listed in my in my um, statistics and stuff are countries that are not very, they don't look upon homeschooling, we'll say very favorably. We'll just put it that. And so if you are homeschooling with that type of situation, keep at it, rock on. I would be right there with you if I was in a similar situation. It is, it is worth it. But I know that some of you are also in, say, Australia, and you are the opposite of where I am, where we're coming to the close of summer and getting to cool weather. You are the opposite. You're getting closer to warmer weather and possibly your summer break. So wherever you are and whatever it is that your uh, homeschool year looks like, hopefully you can get some information that you can plug in here, whether it's the beginning of your next homeschool year or it's somewhere in between or you tuck it in the back of your mind and you use it down the road. But most of us start up our homeschool in probably about sometime in the next four weeks. And I want to help today to get you, we'll say, primed and pumped and ready for this homeschool year with 10 things that I want you to consider when you're beginning your next homeschool year. Do you have your pen and paper? I hope so. You're going to want to copy down some notes here because after this, I'm going to give you some homework. And basically that homework is to consider these things and see where you are and see if you're in line with those. Okay, let's do this now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Summer break is is pretty amazing, pretty sweet, and just the warm days and time maybe at a pool or a lake or the ocean, some time just to kind of relax and give ourselves just a little bit more margin with our days and our routine and just our rhythm of how that looks and being able to do things probably during the summer that maybe you don't have time for during the homeschool year. And I know for myself, even in this season of life, I find myself having a little bit more time that I can pour into myself, whether that is taking a little more time to read a book or it is going for longer walks than maybe I would normally have time for. It's just fun in the summer to just sit back. Maybe you've had some later nights and kids sleeping in in the morning. Maybe you've done fun things and movie nights and gone to festivals or seen family more and gone on vacations. 
But whether you're ready for the new homeschool year or not, we'll say whether you are mentally and emotionally ready, it's going to come anyway. Just remember that it is also so nice and so fun to just have a fresh start. Those are pretty sweet too. Summer is sweet, but also fresh starts and a shift in our season is as well. When I first started homeschooling, my entire focus was on curriculum because I basically just did school at home. I didn't know of any other way. And my, so my focus when I would go into the new homeschool year was just the curriculum, was me serving the curriculum and checking off all of the boxes for every single piece of curriculum. I wore myself out and I thought that that's all there was to homeschool. Lo and behold, after all these years of homeschooling, there is way more to it. And I am thankful that the Lord has revealed those things to me. And I'm thankful that I'm able to share these with you so that it can kind of stir in your mind and see homeschooling in a bit of a different way. And when I started to consider these other things, these, well, I'm going to share 10 of them here with you today. My homeschool became so much more, we'll say fulfilled and I, I enjoyed it more. I'll just kind of lay that out and say, I just enjoyed the homeschooling so much more when I realized that it was an entire lifestyle and there was a lot of other things to consider rather than just getting curriculum. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Number one is, I want you to think about how did last homeschool year go? And this is something I talked about in episode 147 and I will link that in the show notes. There's other episodes as well that'll really come alongside this one, and I will list those in the show notes for you. But ask yourself, how did last homeschool year go? And not in a just, oh yeah, it was really good. No, have a real heart to heart and be honest with yourself. It might bring you to tears. You might have some remorse and some regret, but that's okay. And you're going to go back and listen to episode 147 because I do a deep dive into this. And once we realize the things that maybe we went off on, astray, and things that didn't go well, we can really make a change for this coming year. And we can also hopefully replicate some of the things that went really well last year. The second thing I want you to consider is, are you familiar with your state regulations? When we come into homeschooling, we check out all of that, whether it is maybe your state chapter will kind of help, your state homeschool chapter will help you through that, or you have friends, or you just kind of figure it out on your own, or there's websites or blogs. But we forget that really something that this is something I recommend to anybody who will listen to me and you're listening to me right now. I'm going to tell you, reread your homeschool regulations. Now, some of you live in states that say you can homeschool your kids and we don't have to know anything about it. I mean, that's not really what it says, but like basically that's what it is. Well, reread that. That's okay. It'll only take you maybe a minute to do so. Some of us are truly very blessed. (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek with living in a state or possibly a country that has very strict regulations. And it is really important to become very familiar with those so that you know your rights. And so I'm going to encourage you before you start your homeschool year to consider what your state regulations say, and then to also consider, are you setting yourself up this coming homeschool year? Are you setting yourself up to meet those regulations in whatever way that you deem appropriate for that? And then also, have you done the proper paperwork? Make sure you get that stuff in. It doesn't have to be anything too hard, too difficult. I know at first, the first year, you're going to say, wow, I can't believe I have to do this. It seems really scary. It's not. I do it very quickly anymore because I've been doing it for long enough. But make sure you re-familiarize yourself with the state regulations. Don't go off of memory because you have a lot of things in your brain. 
and some type of state regulations mumbo jumbo isn't going to be very clear in your brain. So reread it again before you start this homeschool year and make sure that your plans and everything is lined up to meet what you need to. Number three is, do you have a general roadmap for your homeschooling year? I am not of the... I'm not in the camp. And if you are, it's okay. We can don't have to see eye to eye, but I'm not necessarily in the camp. I'm not going to tell you that you have to have your entire homeschool year planned out. I'm not going to tell you that you have to have every day figured out what you're going to do. I'm actually kind of against some of that. I would suggest having a general roadmap. What is this year going to look like? Possibly what are the weeks and the days that we're planning on doing homeschool? Because there's things that come up. So we're going to, what are the times that we're planning on doing it? How long will this homeschool year go? What is the first day that I'm considering the first day and, and the last day? And just having a general idea of what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. And then we'll talk another episode about how to adjust and stuff. Number four here is I want you to be excited about your curriculum. However, we're going to put a butt on this one, but not overwhelmed. So excited about what you are bringing in and whether it is using what you did last year, and then just getting a grade or a level higher, or maybe you're changing some things out. I want you to be excited about it. If you're not excited about it, you're not going to very easily take the time every day to open up the book and to follow the lessons or to follow the plan that it has, whatever it is that your curriculum, whatever you picked out. But if you're not excited, it's going to be really hard for you to be motivated and to be consistent. So I want you to make sure that you are excited about it. If you picked out curriculum and you are not excited about it, it's okay. The world has not ended. <laughs> An option for you to do is to change curriculums. Maybe possibly you go ahead and sell this curriculum to somebody else because what doesn't work for you might work really well for someone else and get yourself some curriculum that you, and not just your kids, that you are excited about. Because kids can be excited about curriculum in the beginning and then they start it and then they're like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> not very excited about it, but I want you to be looking forward to using this curriculum as a guide. But then remember my butt on the other side, don't be overwhelmed by the amount of curriculum. Don't say, oh, I need to get excited. So I need to get more and I need to get, I'm not doing enough in history. This history curriculum is not enough. So let me supplement and all of these different supplemental aspects and things you can add in. Don't overwhelm yourself. If you need to just start with what are you doing for math? And what are you doing for language arts? That's it. If you don't have the rest figured out yet for your homeschool year, you are totally fine. Just deciding on those two things and if you're excited about it, the rest will fall into place and you can add them as will be good for your family. And we are just about halfway through the list. So number five is what are your goals for your homeschool year? What are your goals even for your homeschool time, the lifestyle, the entire time that you have for homeschooling, and then break it down to what are your homeschool goals for this year? And what will you do to meet those goals? Because if you say, oh, I have this goal of let's just take a, a goal that has to do with education, specific education, we'll just say, I have a goal for my, we'll say sixth grader to read seven books this year. Well, what are you going to do to meet those goals? How about you come up with a list of books, possibly, so say I said seven, maybe you say, you know what, we are going to go, let's do an even number, let's change that to eight. And you say, I'm going to pick four books, and you get to pick four books. And you decide to, you decide on these books after going through book lists. Well, that's how you're going to get yourself 
to being able to meet those goals. So do you see what I mean by that is having goals, but then let's set ourselves up for success. And what are we going to do to meet those goals? Because goals can be great. You could have a thousand goals, but if you don't even set yourself up, you don't put things in place to be able to meet those goals. You just wasted your time on setting up those goals. Number six, this one's a little, this one gets a little wily here. Budget. What is your budget for the homeschool year? Now you probably have purchased curriculum, so that's part of the budget, but I want to encourage you to have the conversation with your husband so that you two are on the same page. Let's not add any more stress to the year and anything, anything else, any other burden to our family financially. Let's not add anything that's going to cause any more, we'll say discussions uh, with between you and your husband when it comes to the homeschool. I know that it is very, very, very easy to add lots and lots of curriculum and to add lots and lots of activities and field trips and road trips and all the things. Make sure the two of you have set up a budget and that you are determined to stick with it. That might mean that you can't do some activities. It might mean that you can't purchase that one curriculum that you would really love to do, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. That doesn't mean your homeschool year is going to be terrible. It just means that you're going to need to get creative. But all that to say that it's really good for your marriage to be on the same wavelength, we'll say, when it comes to your budget and sticking with it, honoring that budget that you guys have come up with doesn't mean that it can't, there isn't wiggle room that you can't make some changes, but make sure you have conversations about that. All right, we're near the end here. Number seven, consider when and where you'll fit in some time for yourself to refresh. We know that being a mom takes a lot out of us and it requires a lot of energy and a lot of insight and a lot of doing, right? So when it comes to then adding in the home education part, that takes a lot as well. So think about you, yourself, like what your personality is, how much time do you need? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? So that would really be a good thing to ask. If you're an introvert, your way of refreshing is going to be different than if you are an extrovert. So think about that. Consider what it is that you find refreshing. Is it simply taking maybe a 15 minute walk alone in the evening after dinner and your husband is with the kids? Or is it maybe taking a Saturday a morning uh, every week or every couple weeks? What does that look like for you? Maybe it's getting together with friends and going out to dinner once a week. Whatever that is for you, think about what is it that will refresh you? And then how are you going to fit that in? Because we can often, we leave ourselves last, right? We will make sure everybody has everything that they need and often a lot of everybody else's wants. And we put ourselves at the bottom of the list. So consider what it is that will fill you up, what will refresh you and make a plan to add that into your daily, weekly or monthly plan. Talk to your husband about this. Like, what does this look like practically? You can say, oh, yes, I'm going to say this, uh, go out to dinner or meet uh, one friend every single week for coffee or go out to dinner or dessert or something. But you don't have a plan. Like, when are you going to do that? Maybe you set aside one evening a week or a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday evening. And you say, that's going to be your time. And you just find a friend that can fit it in that week. And if we aren't intentional about it, it's not going to happen. And then what's going to happen is that you're going to have a, you're going to get burned out. You're going to have a meltdown. Something negative is going to happen if you don't have that time of filling yourself up. Number eight here 
is considering whether your homeschool is aligned with your family. What I mean is that we can often look at what everybody else is doing on social media, maybe in real life, your friends, family, and you could say, oh, that's really great. I should add that because it's really working very well for them. But really, truly, is that thing aligned with your family? So for example, let's say you are thinking about whether it's somebody that you know in real life or not, and sports, we'll just use that as an activity, is really important to them, and they do all the sports activities. But your family, you just really aren't into sports. You don't watch any sports on TV. You're just not. Maybe you're not all naturally athletically inclined, and that's okay. I'm over here raising my hand too. Actually, the other day, someone tossed me something and without even thinking, I put my hand out and I just caught it. It was a water bottle and I caught it with my left hand. And listen, I was the most shocked person there. Actually, James might have been just as <laughs> just as shocked. But that is, you know, sports and things are not something that is a high emphasis for your family. Again, this is going back to what are your goals and your family isn't aligned with going out to sports every single night. Well, just because that works for Sally and her family down the road doesn't mean that you should do it. So make sure that you are making decisions and the way that you are homeschooling, your curriculum, how you spend your time, what are your goals, what activities do you take place in, um, what is overall like the feel of your family and your home? Is that aligned with your family? Consider that as you start this homeschool year and then make some decisions. You might need to cut out some things or you might get to add some things. But those decisions can sometimes be really difficult to make. And I've been there. I've done that. But on the other end of it, you got to think about yourself down the road, whether it's just a week now, a couple months, it might actually hurt some people's feelings. So maybe, for example, you are participating in a co-op and you're doing it because all your friends and everybody that you like is there, but you're just not really feeling it this year. And yes, there are some people that might be disappointed if you say, you know what, we're going to take this year off from co-op. But just consider that in, it's going to be harder to band it off. It's going to be hard to tell them, but in a couple of weeks, you'll settle into your new routine of your homeschool year and probably be feeling pretty good about that decision. And I can almost assure you that you're not going to lose a friendship over the fact that you have decided not to participate. Maybe your best friend is the co-op leader. She's in charge of the whole thing. I can guarantee your friendship should not end because you decided to take a year off from co-op. We each need to do what is best for our family for that homeschool year, for that season right now in life, where you find yourself right now. And as long as you and your husband are aligned and you see it as being a good thing for your kids and they come on board with it, then you're going to be okay. Number nine here is to think about, is there any type of de-schooling that you need to do before you start your homeschool year, or maybe it is some de-schooling that you need to begin, but then it's going to continue and process through the homeschool year. So what I mean by de-schooling, this is when we start to really break down our own thoughts and beliefs about what education looks like. And this most likely stems from probably your public school education and what we see all around us and everybody participating and not everybody, but most people around us, we think percentage wise, most people around us are participating in that. And it's hard to shed that indoctrination. And so it's considering like, what really is education? And what does education look like? What can it look like? And then what does it look like for my family? And so that process of de-schooling is the time where you take and set aside and you reprogram, we'll say your brain a bit, and you start to think differently about it and you act differently. 
And maybe it means that you have been in your homeschool doing too many workbooks and you're saying, we are just recreating school at home. What can I do here to make some changes? And it doesn't mean to get rid of all the workbooks. Maybe you say, you know what, we're just not going to do workbooks for this certain subject. And we'll just kind of pull that out. And it's just as a process of working your brain just into new patterns. And I know I've spoken about this before, about how you approach and you think education. And this can feel really scary. But as you start to see that your kids are actually educated and becoming more and more educated and they enjoy education, it'll kind of, it'll be what you need to continue on, on this course. All right. We are here at number 10. And the 10th thing I want to, to consider is, are you feeling connected with your kids as you begin this homeschool year? Now, you probably still have a couple weeks left of summer, and this doesn't mean this has to happen just during the summer, but as I mentioned earlier, the summer is a really good time where we have a little bit more margin. We can maybe spend a little bit of time on things that maybe we are trying to cram in during the homeschool year. How are you feeling in your connection with each individual child that is within your home? And this can be sometimes a hard thing to do. We really think and like, wow, I'm, I'm actually not really feeling super connected to any of them, or I'm not super connected feeling connected to a specific child. Sometimes that can kind of come with the seasons and changes and puberty and the teen years. And, but that doesn't mean that those are any excuses. Those are not any excuses. So I want you to think about if you're feeling connected with your kids before you start the homeschool year, because as you begin and you open up the new curriculum, if your connection is off, you're starting off like behind. You're starting off in a way that they aren't feeling connected to you. They're not feeling inspired and excited about what you have to offer and where you're going to be leading and guiding them in your upcoming home education year. There are a couple episodes that I have specifically talking about connecting with certain age groups, and I'm going to link those in the show notes. So I would recommend that you think about, am I feeling connected? And then if you're saying, no, I'm feeling disconnected from one or multiple children, think about the age range and go ahead and check out those episodes in the show notes so that you can start this homeschool year feeling like on the same wavelength with each of your children. Whew, that was a mouthful though, right? We got through all 10. As you are going through these, and I hope that you took some notes and wrote down some things that you can think about and consider. I told you had some homework (laughs) and take some next steps in whatever areas you're feeling like, I haven't really thought about that and I really need to work on that. I want you to know that in Clarify Your Homeschool, we do all of these things and more. (laughs) And we go through all of these and I'm going to walk you through that. And we are going to set up your homeschool year this year and it's going to blow your mind. You are just going to say this, this is what my heart has been longing for. This is the path of homeschooling that I wanted to take. Whether this is you are going into your first year and you have absolutely no clue and and me saying to you, curriculum is not the end all be all. That is not just what homeschool is. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Or maybe you have been homeschooling and you are saying, I'm just recreating school at home. I hadn't even considered some of these things. I'm not even considering whether I'm connected to my kids. I'm not excited about the curriculum. I don't have a general roadmap. Well then clarify your homeschool is for you as well. You can get all the information at clarifyourhomeschool.com. And I promise you, you have time. We can go through all of these things, all of these 10 plus a lot more and set you up for just an amazing homeschool year that's going to be ahead. So thank you for joining me on today's episode. And I will see those of you that are joining over at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. I look forward to connecting and diving in really deep to all of these 10 things for you. But yay, let's, let's get excited about this upcoming homeschool year. 
If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.